This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, your president, Joe Biden, is currently in Europe for talks with allies over the Russia and Ukraine situation. He's made some comments today about how NATO would respond if Russia used chemical weapons in Ukraine. Uh, he didn't actually specify how they would respond. This, of course, dominating uh, our news at the moment, this war between Russia and Ukraine. And obviously, that's having a massive effect on economies and markets across the world. We'll talk about oil in a moment or two, but this is entering its second month now and there's no end in sight, is there? Unfortunately, no. I, I feel that we're, we're, we're starting to see um, the war is not going the way uh, the Russians planned. And uh, when we take a look at their military troop movements, uh, um, they've uh, been unable to to uh, continue to progress towards um, some key cities. And and uh, this is a uh, leaning, I think, everyone's expectation that you're probably going to see uh, just a greater concentration towards that the eastern part uh, where they, they have the Russian-backed separatists in that Donbass region. And that's where you're probably going to see, um, I think, this war is going to be ultimately decided on whether or not Ukraine is willing to give up some land. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're probably going to continue to see a barrage of missile attacks. And um, this is uh, this is going to be uh, there, there's for the most part, no end in sight, it seems, um, even though you are hearing lots of, uh, I think, um, analysts are talking that possibly we could see um, some some uh, major de-escalation um, within two to three months time. Um, you know, I, that that's that's very tough that's a tough call to make and and i think that you're probably going to see that investors uh should be prepared that um this 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 could drag out um, a lot longer uh and i i think that you're you're probably going to see that the overall impact um, of this war is starting to be felt already um, and and i think that the spillover effect into some of the poorer countries is going to um, force, I think, a lot more as far as emerging markets. Uh, it's 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 really going to, to 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 send so many countries into deep recessions because they're unable to handle disruption to food and energy supplies. And and you're probably going to see that's going to lead to um, um, sadly uh, revolts. And, and you're probably going to see that there's going to be concerns that uh, you know political instability in some of those regions is, is going to grow. So so I think we're we're entering a period where intensifying inflationary pressures, which is going to be felt by everyone um, and, and I think there was uh, some overly optimistic uh, expectations that Europe was was going to be able to handle a good amount of it and, and you know with today's like German EFO data you know it's you know sentiment in, for the German economy has collapsed and you know companies are you know uh, obviously expecting tough times and, and I think that you're going to continue to see that uncertainty is, is really going to it's ultimately going to start to weigh on sentiment, but when you when you take a look at what has happened with uh, stock market prices um, um, here in the U.S., um, it's fascinating to see that uh, you know it seems that we've had more up days than down recently, uh, and and a lot of that is because there has been some um, still optimism that first quarter earnings are going to be strong, jobless claims lowest level since 1969, and you you continue to see that. Uh, uh, there, there's uh, expectations that um, you know the consumer still, still is going to be buying stuff and still 
will be vacationing and there 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 is expectations that um you know these higher oil prices can still be stomached a little bit longer um but but i had i think that you're you're probably going to see that uh, the rally should be capped fairly soon s p 500 i'd be surprised if you were to see a substantial move above 4600 and and right now i think that um as we see the market start to price in more aggressive tightening by the fed um, it seems that a half uh, point um, increase at the next meeting is has uh, you know been pretty much agreed upon by a lot of fed fed speakers fed tightening aggressive fed tightening is is not necessarily a good equation for risky assets so um, it'll it'll um, eventually that should start to um, damper the, the the mood um, but um, I, I think right now we're we're continually um, still focused about geopolitics and uh, we'll still be headline driven for probably for some time having said that though regarding the fed may be increasing by 50 basis points you mentioned earlier the idea of you know recessions spreading around the world if that was the case and if we did get a earlier recessions than we first thought because of the crisis could that not peg back the idea of higher and more interest rate rises over the next year or so? And, and that's what um, everyone is uh, kind of uh, has been fixated over. You know, today was, uh, um, I think, you know, there's there's so many headlines that, you know, catch my attention. But uh, when Fed swaps fully priced in 200 basis points of uh, more tightening by year end, that's 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 suggesting you know, we're not going to have one supersized rate hike. We're not going to have two. Uh, we might even have an intermeeting <laughs> uh, rate hike. Um, the the in, in, in the inflation outlook uh, is a giant question mark, and right now, it just everything suggests we're 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 going to see um, um, greater price swings here, and and and, and probably. Um, uh, it, this could get uglier, um, even more uglier than um, a lot of people were anticipating. Uh, and, and the the risk for, you know, I think it's it's an interesting week because we're it's also quarter end uh, and there has been some exhaustion in that move in oil prices. I know we we're going to talk about it, but I think that, uh, you know, the, the risk of a significantly high, higher move in oil is is still there. Higher wheat prices is there. Um, so many so many metals um, are, are going to probably see um, tighter inventories, and and I think that you're 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 just looking at a, an inflation fireball that is 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 probably just going to get worse um, over these next few months, and and that's that's going to force much more aggressive tightening, um, and and uh, I think the Fed is going to be able to deliver bigger rate hikes than a lot of the um, counterparts in, in in Europe because of where the economy is positioned. And then that's why you're seeing um, a big move here um, for the dollar mostly. And those uh, massive spikes in inflation very much, a lot of them down to the price of energy going up, gas and oil. And uh, oil this week, though, has been a very topsy-turvy concern. I'm looking at the latest numbers, Brent crude just short of 119, WTI just over 112. But it's been up and down all week, hasn't it? It has been. It's been an exhausting week. I, I, I talked to um, um, energy reporters at, at Bloomberg and at S&P on a regular basis, and uh, we were exhausted this morning. <laughs> uh, it is uh, the the amount of emphasis on geopolitics is um, 
you know, obviously expected, but um, you, you, you're trying to track um, so many headlines. And, and right now it's, it seems that there's a little bit of a pause in, 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 in the headlines that are sending oil that should send oil higher. Um, but, but I, I think that you're probably going to see that uh, um, there, there has been this, there have been attacks to Saudi facilities. There has been um, no increased production from the U S there has been, um, you know, some demand destruction in Europe. There has been, um, um, I think sentiment is, is, is weakening globally. Um, you haven't seen greater lockdowns from China. Um, so, so there, there's just uh, all these cross currents right now. Um, but it just seems that until we get more traction towards an EU ban on an embargo on uh, Russian energy, you're not going to have that breakout move higher. And uh, it seems that uh, um, Iran nuclear talks, that's kind of falling into the back burner, you know, talks with Venezuela also. Um, and, 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 and for, for a lot of traders, um, you know, this is a, um, probably still going to be a trade that, you know, you're going to buy on dips. And, and I think that we're, we're, we're going to have to get used to higher oil prices. Um, the hundred dollar level seems like it should be strong support. Um, inventories are just, they, they, they keep getting drained. And I think what, why we're not much higher is because you're, you're, you are still seeing that the Chinese and uh, also India is, is buying Russian energy at discounts. So um, until there's greater pressure upon those nations or until we see something that really intensifies the pressure on Russia, you know, oil is going to be probably uh, a very choppy trade. But I, I think we, we should get used to having oil prices be much higher. And interestingly, Ed, a Russian lawmaker this week suggested that Russia could accept Bitcoin for oil payments. And now that's that's interesting on two sides, really, isn't it? It enables them to actually trade in their oil, uh, but at the same time increases the need for Bitcoin across the world. <laughs> Very much so. That, that headline um, uh, for, for me was uh, it, it really uh, um, made me chuckle because, you know, I, I, I remember covering, you know, Russia's, you know, love-hate relationship with Bitcoin and uh, uh, mostly remembering the hate part. Um, it, it, it seems that, uh, you know, there that these sanctions that have been uh, uh, delivered are, are crippling. And uh, you, you're, you're seeing that um, you, you need to see other options, uh, other currency options, payment options uh, for, for Russian goods. And, and um, you know, this is, uh, this is uh, one way of getting around it. Um, and, and I think that you're probably going to see that uh, the move um, did provide a little, that story did provide a, a little boost uh, for Bitcoin, um, but uh, it was nothing substantial um, that changed the consolidating pattern that Bitcoin has been stuck in. Um, and then also too, you know, we're we're, we're seeing more interest in in uh, in crypto, and and I think there's one story too that uh, you know Exxon Mobile is is running a, a pilot program using some of their uh, extra excess uh, natural gas that you know they uh, could use to to power some crypto mining operations so there's um 
there's calls for more um, adoption acceptance of using cryptos that's growing across the world and and i and i think that you're going to see um you know there there was you know a year ago there was talks that uh, you know exxon might be able to consider crypto for payment that never really gained any traction but i think that you're you're seeing as these companies make commitments to crypto eventually the payment path is is going to be there and um even though it's an extremely volatile asset uh, because of what we're seeing with some fiat currencies, the the ruble, the lira, uh, the Argentinian peso, you're going to see a lot of people that are comfortable in dealing with Bitcoin, um, because it has that that still that long-term belief that prices will still be much higher, just because of the the, the finite supply of Bitcoin and the um, the mass, you know. The, the potential that you could see uh, from cryptos going forward. So, uh, crypto is going to be an interesting trade. I, I think you know the thirty-seven thousand to forty-five thousand, maybe forty-six. Now, it should be the trading range that holds up. And uh, I think when we see treasury yields continue to do what they're doing, um, that's not going to be good for risk appetites. So, I think you know we're, we're the ten-year treasury yields at two forty-eight. I'm impressed that Bitcoin is still still doing as well as as it has been. You know, trading at 40, 44,300 right now. Um, but I, I can't I can't imagine. You know, if we're if we're talking, you know, the ten year at you know two sixty, uh, that Bitcoin would would have an an easy path higher. So um, there's a there's there's going to remain a lot of volatility. But and right now, a lot of these the retail traders are they're just they're just hodling right now. They're they're, they're not um, they're not making any changes. They're not aggressively buying. This is just buy and hold for 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 those for for a good amount of people. Um, and, and and I think there's a, there's still a, a, a big focus on um, trying to pile on those other blockchain um, crypto coins um, that might have better growth potential um in, in the in the next year or two so uh crypto is still still driving tremendous volume um and uh you'll you'll probably see that uh when we're beyond um these geopolitical stories uh um those will probably uh end up being um another um argument for for investing in crypto so um bitcoin should have more interest uh when we're beyond the, the war in ukraine but um right now it's uh it's uh still uh an interesting trade as as uh as it's uh not not falling apart just yet as treasury yields rise it is a very interesting economic legacy of this war that bitcoin seems to be even more upfront in the news for a variety of reasons and that is one of those uh, historical legacies that you often find can happen as a result of war very much so, and, and I think you're you're still going to have tremendous amount of uh, uh, money thrown into this space as as people are are you know they they they're not forgetting that um, smart contracts um, becoming helping companies become much more efficient, uh, fixing a lot of these payment systems that you know <laughs> it's become more apparent uh given this crisis um that uh there there are so many ways we can improve the the way globalization has gone and uh well in some cases globalization might have peaked um but i think there's still going to be large parts that are going to benefit in, in this uh open communication and and uh and, you know, cryptocurrencies are going to be a big part of that 
and uh, I think I think that you've had now you've had enough influential money that is committed to the space that eventually you'll see some real game changing ideas come from it and and that's that's probably uh why um this this space is uh still still going to um i think um garner a lot more attention going forward very interesting okay ed uh, before we let you go and enjoy your weekend what should we look out for over the next week or so what stands out for you for me um there's that EU China summit. That's going to be a, a big event. Uh, the, obviously, we have the jobs report. Um, there's uh, OPEC plus meetings. Um, you know, we have uh, President Biden will provide his budget. Uh, European inflation is always a, an important one to watch. Let's let's test the will of the ECB and let's see how hot things get. Um, we also get some earnings reports. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be um, you know, normally I, I don't talk about Lululemon with you, but uh, hearing that the the strength of the consumer, the outlook, uh, how spending habits are, that's going to be key. Uh, Walgreens, Porsche, Bank of China also report. Um, so there's 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 a lot going on, um, um, and uh, I think that uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll probably see that you know inflation is going to be. The focal point for a lot of traders uh rate decisions is pretty quiet thailand is expected to keep rates steady um and uh there there is a lot of uh central bank speak um uh prime minister johnson will appear uh before the liaison committee and so there's there's a uh, lots of uh important uh speeches to watch um i'm not going to list all the fed ones because there's just too many uh, but I, I think the, the main one for for a lot of the the macro traders the europe eu virtual summit with uh you know china's president xi jinping and uh primarily quite uh, is, is going to be important and uh you'll probably also be uh paying attention to the uk lifting the cap on uh, consumer utility bills um and uh no it's it's just a it's a it's a busy week um focused though predominantly on um, every development with the, the war in Ukraine. And uh, also, too, interesting, we'll, we'll also see um, Hong Kong is expected to end some of their COVID restrictions. So we can't forget about COVID. Absolutely not. Okay, Ed, thanks very much for joining us today. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. This is the Oanda Podcast.